Well, I'm going to give you something tonight. It's a little uh, different. Um, it's a topic, and the topic is this, and, and don't shut me off when you hear this, all right? The topic is mental stability. Yeah, mental stability. You know, we hear so much um, in our society, we, we hear so much about mental. And by the way, I, I believe mental is a major problem. I'm going to just give you a few things here and kind of get us started. Um, there's a lot of different disorders. Uh, there's a lot of uh, syndromes. There's a lot of things that take place in life. And so let's look at this tonight, mental stability. And you say, why are you presenting middle mental stability. What are, you all, what are you saying? I'm not stable? No, I'm not saying that whatsoever, okay? What I'm trying to say is there are so many people out in our world, and you know what happens? These people who are unstable are looking for somebody stable, okay? They're, they're looking for somebody stable because they need some help. They need someone to point them and say, hey, this is the way, and I want you to be equipped, and I want you to be ready that you can say, this is what you need. This is where you need to go. I just recently went uh, to one of the men. Um, he was in the medical unit. Those who are in the medical unit, um, there are serious medical issues or there's serious mental issues. That's why they're normally there. And so when I went there, uh, they asked me, he said, hey, will you go see this guy? He says he's a Baptist. And so I thought, oh, great, he says he's a Baptist. That, that's going to be a good thing. Like, if he knew what the church looked like, he would have probably, you know, anyway. I don't know if he knew where the church looked like. The first thing he asked me for was a beer. So uh, I don't know what they do there, but anyway. <laughs> and I began to very quickly understand this. Sin messes with your mind. Sin affects your mind. Sin can control your mind. And sin is something that is running rampant in our country. And you know what? We love to call it illnesses. We love to color it up. Oh, I'm not that bad. Zook, I'm not that bad. I just got this little problem. No, sin is sin is sin. And we got to be careful how we diagnose it. It is what it is. We need to call it what it is. And so there's so many different things. And I'm just going to give you a couple things and get going here. There's psychological trauma. Now listen to this. These are real issues. Uh, and I believe in them. I believe these things really happen to people. Listen to this. Some mental issues or illnesses can be triggered by psychological trauma. And here's the traumas that take place. They can be things that you suffered as a child was a severe emotional, physical, or even a sexual abuse. It can also be this, psychological trauma can be a significant early loss, such as a loss of a parent. Now let me say this, when things happen in your life, they affect your mind. They affect your mind. It's not that you asked, oh, let me have this, okay? It's what God says, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what you got to deal with. And this is what I want to help you with. And one of the things that I had to deal with personally, and I, and I don't like to beat a horse over and over, but lose, I lost my dad at three. I was age three when my dad died. And uh, 
boy, let me tell you something. I remember being a teenager. I remember, boy, just longing, longing for a man, my dad. And I know how it affected me. I know how emotionally it affected me. I know how it physically affected me. You know what? Those things, they do affect your mind. They grieve your mind. They vex your mind. And you know what? The devil wants these things and allows these. By the way, some of the sins that take place, you didn't cause them. Other people caused them on you. And now you got to learn, how to identify with this? How do I deal with this? You say, Brother Steve, why are you saying this? I don't know. I didn't even really want to preach this tonight, to be honest with you. Because you know what? The devil's going to come roaring at me. But it's okay, because this is what God wants. We, we need help, and we need to be able to help God's, not only God's people, but other people. We need to be, hey, give them some stability. Give them some help. There's also, uh, and I believe this, bi- biological issues, physical issues that they have biologically. Some mental illnesses are linked to abnormal brain, uh, balance of brain chemicals called n- neurotransmitters. I believe that. I believe those things can transpire. Environmental stressors. By the way, if you come and if you're associated and you know anything about RU, there's, there's triggers. There's certain things that happen in your life, they trigger. They trigger an action or a thought. They trigger things. You can go to certain places and a song, right, can trigger thoughts. You can go into a house and a smell can trigger and so you have environmental stressors, certain stressor, uh, stressors such as death. Now listen to this. Here, this one here is, is big, and I'm not, I'm not harping and I'm not putting anybody down, but divorce. Man, that affects, you know who that affects? The kids. Because they didn't have anything to do with that, but they feel guilty. And it can affect them. Let me move on. A dysfunctional family life. Don't we all have that one? Amen. Um, Changing jobs or schools, substance abuse trigger mental instability. So there's a lot of different things. Mental stability, obviously mental has to do with the mind. Stability has to do with firmness of character, purpose, being fixed, and steadfastness. So mental stability Let's look at this a little more in depth, okay? Let's look at this. And I got some scriptures here that I want to share with you. And I'm going to take you, first of all, to Psalms, chapter number one. Those of you in RU, you know this because you've memorized this. This is RU's motto, Psalm 1. Psalm 1. And I'm going to take you to verse number three. I'm going to read all three verses, but verse 3 is where we're going to focus just for a little bit. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now I want you to see that's a major contrast of mental instability, isn't it? 
That's, that's quite the opposite. God is showing us that as a child of God, we can be stable. We can be steadfast. We can be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Now, when I think about trees, I think about, you forgive me, the trees here is way different than from where I'm from in Virginia. Uh, we, we have some big trees, really big trees. And I know we have some big oaks here, okay? I'll, I'll give you all the, the big oaks, but we have some really big trees. And those trees, I remember growing up, and my granddad was from West Virginia. Don't hold it against me. But uh, he was from West Virginia, and he lived right along the river. And I'm telling you, he had along the river there where he lived sycamore trees, huge sycamore trees. They're planted by the rivers of water. You know those trees? And that, there's one I'll never forget by my granddad's. It kind of curved out right over top of the water. It was great to go swimming because you could jump right off of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about, swimming in a river, right? All right. Y'all scare me here. All right? But it was perfect for that. But you know what? That tree was stable. It was steadfast. It was something that you could count on. And God has a plan for you and I. God has a way for you and I that we might have this stability, this stability that he wants us to have. He wants us to be like that tree. Brother Doug uh, Smith brought this to my mind, and I thought this was good. The tree not only draws its, its uh, resources or substance from the river, right, to get the water that it needs, but it also keeps the ground from crumbling and giving away. Wow. Great thoughts of stability. And God wants us to be stable as Christians. So mental stability is a product, you ready, of spiritual maturity. It's a product of spiritual maturity. Many people are being diagnosed with emotional problems when really nothing's wrong with their emotions at all. Really what it is, it's from the things and the circumstances that have happened into their lives that now they got to deal with. And here's what we like to do. And I'm putting myself in the same boat as you. We like to do is we like to shove these things out of the way and not think about them anymore. Just recently, I have an aunt that is, lives up in uh, New Jersey. She's 86, 87 years of age. And uh, I, I try to send her some, uh, some of my newsletters, just send her some things to encourage her. She's, she's a widow, and I just tried to send her. The Lord put on my heart to send her a little pamphlet that I have of Rock of Ages called The Root of Bitterness. I didn't know that she didn't tell me this. My mom told me this. She said she, she read that little booklet. She's 87 years old, and she said, I didn't realize that I was bitter. She said, I was bitter against my dad. She said, I was bitter against my husband. You know why? Because we try to forget about these things. We don't deal with it. We just suppress it and hope it goes away, but it's not. We need to learn how to deal with it. We need to face those things. Now, obviously, her husband's deceased. Her dad's deceased, so she can't make that right with them. But you know who she can make it right with? She can make it right with God, and God gives peace. And that peace is something that he can not only give us peace, but he can forgive us. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to just, 
or excuse me, faithful and just to forgive us our sins, now I like this, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It is this cleansing from the negative emotions of sin, you ready, that gives us mental stability. When you get victory over the sin that has controlled you for so many years, now you got joy, you got peace, and you didn't get it, he gave it to you. But you got to go to him. And here's the thing, as the preacher always says, we got to humble ourselves. Man, that is so hard to do sometimes, isn't it? But God says, you humble yourself, and I'll exalt you. So mental stability is a product of spiritual maturity. How mature are you? How mature am I? I want to be more, more mature. But it means, you know this, and I, I hate this saying, Dr. Gillespie, I hate this, but it's true. You either deal with your sin or your sin will deal with you. I was going to read a scripture, and you all know this. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and do it since the Lord put it on my mind. Hebrews 4. And you know this, 4.12, but the verse 13 is the one I really want to give you. Listen to this. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now listen to this. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto him, or excuse me, unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You can suppress it, you can forget about it, and you cannot think about it, but God knows it, God sees it, and he's aware of it. And you know what? Brother, Brother Chris preached a message on a vessel being, you know, being clean. I don't want you, man, I want to be clean. But when we have these things in our lives, we're not totally clean. Because what can develop is bitterness. There's anger. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things develop. And you know what? That's why Satan loves don't deal with them. Because the longer you don't deal with them, the more he can control you. Let me move on. Number two, the effect of having peace with God. The effect of having peace with God is a stable mind. Woo, baby. I'm telling you, when I, when I shared that, man, no more war going on inside Steve's head. There's not much of anything going in there. But anyway, uh, no more war. No more war. You know what? The battle of the mind. I said, God, here it is. I'm giving to you. He said, I'm washing you clean. You're my child. I love you. Go after him. Go serve me. Do something for me. And I said, here, let's go. Let me tell you, peace, the peace that God gives, and it gives you a stable mind. The Bible teaches that the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have peace with him. What it actually means is when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, that moment, we have peace. Boy, do you remember when you got saved? <laughs> I love this, this little saying, you're ready to charge hell with a squirt gun because you had that much peace. Yeah, you had that much peace. You said, All right, let's go. And you got your squirt gun. You're ready to go. That's how much peace you got because you, you know God's going to take care of you. You can see I like quotes and little sayings. Vance Havner, I, I need to get that from you, preacher. But um, anyway, let me move on. The moment we trust Christ, he gives us that peace. The effect of having peace with God is a clean, now get this, 
a clean conscience, and the effect of a clean conscience, you ready? Mental stability. When you have that clean conscience, Lord, I did exactly what you said. You gave me the peace that you said. Woo-wee, does it feel good. Woo-wee, am I happy in Jesus? That's what he wants. Let me move on. The peace of God frees us from worry and anxiety. The peace of God frees us from worry and anxiety. Not only do we trust Jesus Christ to take us to heaven when we die, but we also trust him to take care of our problems of life. The peace of God is a calmness in the heart that is produced, now get this, by the confidence that we have in God, that he's going to take care of it. We see the peace is that calmness, and he gives us confidence to face many challenges of life, you ready, without worry and anxiety. In Philippians, you all know this, just turn with me real quick. Philippians chapter number four. I'm not going to raise your, ask you to raise your hands if you ever worry, because if you raise your hand, you're being honest. If you don't, you're not. And all of us have worried. We worry about things. Just recently, someone said this to me, and, um, and it just kind of took me back. And they said, they asked me a question, do you ever worry about your kids? Now, I'm not going to lie to you, yes. <laughs> but you know what has helped me with that? And my wife, we came to this point. When God gave us Branson and Bryson, they're his. They're not ours. So if they're his, he's got to take care of them. Now, obviously, I have a responsibility, all right? As a man, as a father, I have a responsibility. And I'm not saying, you know, you forget your, your responsibility. What I'm saying is, God, you gave them. I'm trusting you to take care of them. Because you can't worry, what if they have a car accident? What if this? What if that? What if that? In the last two weeks, my youngest son, Bryson, he, <laughs> he, he has cut his hand. He's uh, had to get a tooth extracted because he cracked his tooth. I mean, he's just been through some things. But you know what? God's there. God's with him. And I, you know, and I just put, put him, we put him in God's care. So I don't have to worry about it. I, don't, I hope that makes sense. I don't have to worry about him because God's going to take care of him. And by the way, as far as I know, my, my sons have trusted Christ. I, I don't, can't see their hearts. I don't know that. But as far as I know, they do. And you know what? They know him. He knows them. Hey, but you know, this worrying in Philippians 4, now listen to this, verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Now look what God promises. Take it to me in prayer. Don't. And then he says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, and look what it does, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm not going to take you there, but in Matthew, I believe it's 28, it tells us take no thought for what you're going to eat. We have a tendency to, to worry about things. God, what am I going to do about this? God, what am I going to do that? And that's where God says, 
not only will I take care of you, but look to me. God's given us a resource, and that resource is this. It's prayer. But how much do we ever use it? All we, we call people on the phone, or we'll put it on social media, but we won't call upon God. God, help us. God, help us. No wonder our minds are troubled. No, matter, no wonder so many people are having to take things to sleep at night. And by the way, if you take something to sleep at night, I'm not condemning you, okay? So don't take this wrong. But I want you to understand, no wonder our society, so many people have to. Why? Because they're conscious and they're worried and they have all these things. What if I get COVID? To be honest with you, I've probably already had it twice or three times. We'll find out shortly, okay? But you know what? I'm not worried about it. It's in God's hands. He's in control. Let's just trust him. By recognizing God's presence in our lives, we're able to maintain self-control, okay? By recognizing God's presence in our lives, we're able to maintain self-control. One of the most stabilizing influences in life is the knowledge that God is always present and aware of every problem we face. God is always there, and he's always there in time of need. One of the greatest signs of Christian maturity is the ability, ooh, baby, this is, to control our temper, temper under adverse circumstances. Wow. Peace of God frees us from worry and anxiety. When we recognize God's presence, and that's what our pastor said to us over and over, that's the fear of the Lord. When we have the fear of the Lord, that helps us. You know what God's been showing me through the different things that, that I've been facing and going through? Keep talking to me. God's teaching me to pray without ceasing. You know what that pray without ceasing? It, it, it's this, always just keep lifting prayers. Just keep in communication with him. Now, many of you in here are married, and you know what I'm talking about. How well would it be if you didn't talk to your wife or your husband for three weeks. Wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good at all. But sometimes Christians do that to God. We don't take things to him. We don't talk to him like we, he wants us to. God wants us to bring it up to him in prayer. The potential of prayer, the ability to communicate with God in prayer is a wonderful privilege. When we pray, it does several things. Here's what it does. It gets God's attention. It moves God's heart. And it focuses God's power. Let me say that again. It gets God's attention. He tells us to call upon him. He tells us, and it moves his heart. And he begins to focus. We begin to focus on his power. The Bible teaches that potential of prayer, which is in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me. And I will answer thee and will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The Christian has a direct line into heaven, and God loves to answer our calls. Church, mental stability has to do with this, receiving God's peace. It is taking our circumstances that we're facing and allowing him to give him the control of them. You know what it is? 
Have you ever had a situation where you couldn't be in control of? And you truly got to wait on God? I had a, and I've said this before, but God let me go through, you know, inmates, it's easy to deal with people. And, and as I'm talking to inmates, they'll say, you know, hey, I got this situation, what should I do? Well, you just need to wait on God and trust him. But before we came down here to Florida, moved down here, we did not know where we we're going to live. Mr. Knight said, hey, I know somebody has a house. You can call them. We rented a house sight unseen. You know what my sister-in-law said to me? You're nuts. You're crazy. And I said, you're right. I am nuts, but I'm screwed on the right bolt. But I had peace because this is where God wanted me. And this is what God had for me. I can't explain that, but you know what? The whole process, I began to understand what an inmate went through. You have all these circumstances that you can't control. You have nothing you can do but to look to him. Ask yourself this, am I a person who always likes to be in control? I am a lot of ways. You know what God's showing me? You're not. Do you think I fret? Yeah. But you know what he says? Call upon me. Keep looking to me. Keep talking to me. Keep, keep looking at my promises. I want to give you mental, I want you to be mentally stable. I want you to be like that tree that's planted by the river that over, that is flourishing, that is going great. Church, folks tonight, I just want to share with you, God wants this, but there's some things we might have to deal with. There might be some things in our past that we might have to deal with because God wants us to have that peace. He wants us to have that stability. Maybe you know somebody. Um, just, just this past week, I was visiting with one of my men, and um, he said, hey, Mr. Steve, I got some lessons for you. And I said, great. And so I took the lessons. His lesson that he gave me was breaking the addictions, breaking addictions and overcoming sin. This is what I asked him. I said, very simply, I said, What's your addiction? He looked at me like I spoke to him in Spanish or something. I said, why are you here? He said, oh, alcohol. I said, that's your addiction. He did the lesson and still didn't even know what his problem was. You know what? We go to church. We hear preaching of God's word and we still don't know what our problem is. May we look to God. God wants us to give that mental stability. He wants that peace that passes all. He wants us to have that. And then he wants us to help somebody else. There are so many unstable people, especially in our time now that we're facing. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we Thank you. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, 
gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.